Go thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio Free for All Friday Edition with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Hart. Mostly, yeah. yeah. I'm always turned on by bare face. Anyway, yeah. 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 
All right. Well, welcome to Free For All. You know, that's, a, that's an accomplishment after 25 years of marriage, you know, yeah. to still be turned on by your spouse. Yeah. Yeah. Just so you know. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey, how many of you noticed Bareface got a haircut? You like it? All of them, actually. Ah, look at that, huh? Yeah. I got them all cut. Yeah. There's less hair for me to rub my hands through now. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I always I always tell the haircutter, no matter who it is, that can't get it too short hmm. because the missus doesn't like it when it's Yeah, I like short. it. I think it, well, yeah. See? And so I leave some, I'll always leave some on top. So you can put your fingers through. I could. Yeah. Otherwise, I'll do, I'll do I go, that later. Otherwise, I go for the completely uh, low maintenance and just. So that that song was uh, Mandisa's brand new song. It's called "I'm Still Here." It's on her brand new CD, "Out of the Dark." I have to tell you guys a story. I'm trying to get her on our, on our show, people. Just so you know. That's a short story. And one day, last week, I went to Walmart. Walmart. Yes, and I've been praying, Lord, please let me Send get me Mandisa. To well, I was like, <laughs> I want Mandisa on our show. And so I've been contacting her publicist for like a couple of years now. Well, somebody like her, they don't come on your show unless they got a project. Well, she's got this project now. She's been on tour all over the place, going back and forth. I mean, gazillions of things. Mm. I know her backup singer. Well, mm. I, I'm acquainted with her. And so I was like, you know, I should ask her backup singer to get her on the show. But and not backup like understudy, but literally backup. Like yeah. Her backup singer. Yeah, not like if Mandisa can't make a show, then this gal steps in. This is literally her backup singer. Yeah. Anyway, background vocals. And so I prayed and I said, Lord, you know, look, I want to connect with uh, Janine. I want to connect with her. I sent her a message on Instagram. Never got anything back. That's okay. I was fine by that because they were traveling big time because I was following them. If you want to follow Mandisa, follow her on Instagram because she's all over Instagram. Okay. So I was journaling and praying and everything. And the next thing you know, I was like, Lord, come on, please. I want to get her on. I mean, she's literally living in our backyard, not literally our backyard, but like in the neighborhood. Right. And I'd be against the HOA to have any kind of, I know. Anyway. So I prayed and I was like, Lord, please let me, you know, I'd love to get her on the show, blah, blah, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, I mean, Mandisa isn't as big of a name as most of the singers that we've had on our show. So it's, it's not like she's such a high up, like massive A plus, 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 plus guest. I shouldn't be able to get her on the show. So anyway, I prayed and I was like, Lord, come on. So I went to Walmart to do our shopping. Don't, yeah. Anyway, so I was there a long time, by the way. Walmarts are too big, in my opinion. They need to make them smaller because anyway. And I was there in the spice aisle getting Bareface, his, his requested spice. And I turn around and there's her backup singer. <laughs> True story. This was like Friday. I think it was last week or Saturday, a Friday. I don't know what day it was. But anyway, I turned around and there's Janine standing right there. I'm I'm like... How cool is this? <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, I um, I went ahead and ended up talking to Janine for I don't know, probably a good twenty minutes there, and I asked her. I said, you know, I really, really want to get Mandisa on our show because, you know, and um, and she she said, yeah, you know, it's 
it's hard because we're like really busy we're, right now. We're not traveling because we're taking a break finally. And I said, yeah, you guys have traveled like massively, you know? Uh, so anyway, all that to say that then she told me uh, that her husband was trying to get her to do something too and couldn't get her because her booking people are really, really booked up. So, but I did tell her, I did tell her backup singer, please tell Mandisa that I want her on my show. So that's one little, just so you know, it will happen. I believe it will happen. I just don't know when. Um, but I, I know that um, Mandisa, according to her Instagram, had, was up in uh, Jackson, Tennessee yesterday with Beth Moore uh, doing a, a thing up there. Beth Moore was celebrating her birthday and there's this other stuff here. So a uh, beautiful day uh, is, uh, oh, good, um, yeah, good morning, yeah, Summer. Yeah, that's, that's what it is. Mark Bombay and Rick Costa, hashtag Jesus did it, are in the house. Melanie, our number one super fan, is in the house. And Mia, our super fan, and both Melanie and Mia and uh, Summer are all pillars of the community. And Bareface is there. I saw David Shrine came in. I don't know if he's still in. Are you still here, David? I don't see you. Okay. Wow. We didn't hold his attention long, did we? <laughs> Sam, I see you. Is it Dirt? Dirt Chase? Is that how you say your name? I've never seen that name before, so I'm sorry if I'm not saying it right, but thank you for coming. Hope you guys and ladies enjoy our show. I hope you do. If if you If, if by any chance this is your first uh, uh, show, then I want to thank you for coming in. And tell you who I am, in case you don't know, because you probably don't, because if it's your first show, you don't know who I am. I happen to be Stacey Lynn Harp, your sweet and lovable host. If they can't read. It's right there on the banner. You put stuff in writing, and there it is. And there is uh, the smart chick, a.k.a. Cynthia. Nice to see you, Cynthia. I was actually going to send you a polo earlier just to say hi. How are you doing? Because I really totally feel like I've been out of the loop with uh with everybody you know just because you know i just feel that way uh but anyway if you don't know who i am i am the the founder of active christian media and the host of bible news radio and we do this five days a week actually well we do bible news radio five days a week we do a daily discipleship time in the evening a couple of times a week and there's on andrea hi andrea nice to see you too mugwomp why is jesus lying to you hmm it must not be the Jesus of the Bible if, yeah. if that Jesus is like, or it's a Jesus. It could be. Ah, como esta? KRS. Yeah, maybe his friend Jesus is lying to him. El Pollo Loco. That's about the Spanish I know. No puedo hablar Yeah, what he said. There you go. Anyway, um, we, uh, we actually do the show, and next week, in case you don't know, in fact, I should tell you. Tell us. Tell us, Stacy. Tell us, Stacy. Okay, well, okay. So next week, Brenda Lovelady Spawn's going to be on our show. If you don't know who she is, she's the founder of the Lovelady Center, which is the largest transitional living home here in America. They house between four or five hundred children a year, and they help them. And her life is being made into a movie. It's an absolutely amazing uh, woman, an amazing story. Uh, how this thing even came about. She basically, God called her from being really rich, a realtor, like having tons and tons of money, and called her to actually open the Love Lady Center, which was actually um, uh, 
her mom's house, right? Her mom's house was a mansion. God called her to the hardest core women's prison. And is it, is it Birmingham in Alabama? Okay. So she went to this prison. This is the amazing thing. Cynthia, you probably totally appreciate this story. Actually, God called her to this prison. She's like, okay, Lord, I'm going to go and I'm going to go to this prison. So she walks up to the prison. This is a true story too. She's on, been on my show like seven or eight times. And she she goes up to this one door in particular, and she I'm gonna block that guy. He's bugging me now. He's ridiculous. Anyway, she opens up this door that had literally been stuck. Right? It had been stuck. The guards, all these people, couldn't get this stupid door open. But so she opens this door up. She pulls in. She goes into this thing, and there's like this big planter and all that. I guess the the prison system or whoever was inside decided that they actually, you know put this planter in front of this door because they couldn't figure out how to fix it. That's our government, yeah, the right? Yeah, door no longer used. <laughs> anyway, so she gets in there, and lo and behold, she sees uh, one of the prison guards, and she says, hey, I'm here. God's called me on a mission, and I want to go, and I want to speak to the women. And the prison guard was, like, taken back. Like, first of all, how could she even get in this door because it's been stuck for, like, five years or something? And second of all, I like this woman. So yeah, what the heck? So she went ahead. <laughs> the way she tells the story, she says she went ahead and she um, went ahead and she went up to the front and she said, Hey, I'm Brenda and I love lady. Her name's love lady. That's why it's called the love lady center. And I want to go in. I want to pray for all these women that are really hardcore. They're, they're in here for murder and, you know, beating up people and drugs and, you know, just the hardest of the hard. And so she goes in there and every single woman decides that they want to be prayed by Brenda, be prayed for by, by, by Brenda. And so Brenda's shocked by this. She's like totally shocked and spends like two hours or whatever it was just meeting every woman and praying for him. So afterwards she goes up to the guy and says, thank you so much for giving me this. You know, I'd like to make this a regular thing, but I'm opening up a, a, a whole way house. I'm not calling it a halfway house. It's a whole way house because we want to give people the, the answers and we want to, you know, train them up when I'm get them back on, back on their feet. But here's the contingency. Oh, prison guard dude that you are. I want you to give me the toughest five women that you have, the, the hardest core ones, the top five, right? Yeah. Whole way house is in not a halfway house, but they get in there and, and it's like, they're going to get, they're going to get everything that they need and get equipped before they go out. So long story short, the guy says, all right, lady, I don't know who you think you are, but I, what, whatever here there's you need to fill out some paperwork and we're going to release these five top hardcore women criminals to you and so Brenda's like all right this should be good God me and you and her daughter Melissa so the day finally comes and um, these five women show up at the mansion the love lady center this was when it first started this was probably about 10 15 years ago and Brenda's all excited. She goes out and she greets them and, you know, she describes them as, you know, butch and tough and, you know, and all this stuff. And, and, you know, the women come in and they're like, man, ma'am, what are you doing? You know, do you, do you even know what you're doing? You know? And as she goes on, she's, she's just, you know, you got to meet this woman. She's totally spunky anyway. And make a long story short, 
the the two toughest ones kind of scared the crap out of her and her daughter. But she was like, hey, I'm on a mission from God. I'm going to still do this. And then she tells the story about how um, she was terrified with these women in the house. <laughs> she didn't know what she was doing, but she just knew that she had to help them out. So she decides she discovers rather that they don't have any clothes. They basically had the clothes on their back and they were given like 50 bucks or whatever it was when they were released. So she decides she needs to go and take them down to Walmart to get some clothes. So she, she gets them, gets the five ladies into her vehicle and she goes and she takes them down to Walmart. And she, the first thing she noticed was that she was shocked at how nervous they all were in the car because, you know, they had all been incarcerated for so long and, and, you know, used to stuff like this. And, and they, they get out and they get into Walmart and all the women line up. And she, she tells the story about like how they all lined up and then she was in the front and they were all following her around. And she's like, no, go ahead, ladies. It's okay. You can go ahead and and pick out your new underwear and, and all this other stuff and, and all that. And, they were like all huddled like behind her trying to figure out, I don't know what to do. I have no idea what I want. And that was like the first glimpse what Brenda saw in these ladies, like how innocent they were and how, you know, when they had been incarcerated for so long, they were always told what to do. They didn't, they didn't have an opportunity to, um, you know, to think really about what it was that they wanted. And so she she took that insight and she began to really nurture these women. And the Brenda right there is the middle one. She's the, the redhead right there in the middle. That's who she is. Total spitfire. I love this lady. And the woman to the left uh, on the screen, the, the black lady, I believe that's her first. Um, I think that's Charlene. I think that's her. Um, that was one of the first one that, she, you know, she thought she was going to get killed by. Um, and I think the woman behind her is her daughter, Melissa, who is also the original founder. But anyway, so she tells the story about how she, she learned to really listen to the ladies and to nurture them and, and all that. And then she wrote this book called, um, uh, what was it called, Randall? The Love Lady? Uh, what was it? Miss, uh, Miss Brenda Brent- and the Love Ladies. Yeah, that's what it was. And, and ultimately, there ended up being like 10 of them or something. Anyway, long story short, uh, there was a couple of the, the love lady, the, the women, one decided to take steak in the, in the kitchen because they were shocked at how much different food and variety they had and started cooking for people and, and all this. Anyway, she learned a ton, right, which was totally cool. Somebody found out about her story and read her book and decided that they wanted to make it into a movie. So it was about two years ago. When I had Brenda on, she was telling me, Stacy, this is going to be made into a movie. Well, they're calling this movie The Next Blind Side because the impact that Brenda has had has been absolutely astounding and amazing. And the movie is now, I think it's in production. It might all already almost be done because they contacted me about a week ago or two weeks ago. And they said, Stacy, you need to get Brenda on to talk about the movie because it's going to be there. So Tuesday, Brenda, this where all this is leading to will be our guest and probably her daughter and maybe one of the women. Uh, it's going to be the first time I'm going to have her on video, which is going to be totally cool because I've never actually talked to her on video. I've only interviewed her eight times on the phone, but every time it's, it's like you want to go and, you know, become a minister in the prison and all this. But here's the other thing. 
the Lord gave her, she was praying, right? And this is an amazing thing. This is how good God is. It started out in this mansion of that she had this one thing. And then as God grew this ministry of Brenda's, no, with no federal funding and everything, she needed a place to stay. She needed a place to put people in. And then one day she was praying and the Lord said to her, you need to go see so-and-so because they have a piece of property they want to give you. Hey, Jason, nice to see you. Um, and it turned out that Brenda was literally given an abandoned hospital building. Okay. <laughs> True story. Handed it, you know, literally handed a, a, a hospital. I don't know how many of you have ever seen hospitals or how big hospitals are, but they're big. So she turned this and renovated this hospital into the Love Lady Center, which I said at the beginning is actually the, the largest um, whole way house for women. They don't take any federal funding. Uh, it's all donations. And every single woman that has gone through their program either works in the thing or they've gone out into the workforce. The recidivism rate in this program is extremely low, kind of like Prison Fellowship, Chuck Colson's ministry that he did. Um, and it's totally cool. They, they have opened up uh, um, a thrift store where all the graduates, they go in, they work in the thrift store to get skills and everything. So it's an amazing story. And the film is coming to a theater near you sometime. I don't know when. So that's Tuesday. You don't want to miss that interview. Wednesday, I'm having a guy named Jonathan uh, Daughtery on the phone. And he is, he is with the ministries uh, called uh, Be Broken Ministries. He's going to be on video, not the phone. <laughs> uh, and what he's going to talk about, you guys, is he's going to talk about um, pornography and being addicted to pornography and how he got free from it and now how he helps people get free from pornography. And um, that's a hard topic because pornography and use among Christians is, is extremely high. It's also very high with pastors. Um, it is, uh, it, it's, a, it's an addiction that's very private. People don't want to talk about it because it's embarrassing. It's kind of, you know, shameful and, and all that because of the acts that, you know, that you do with it. Right. I mean, let's be honest. Um, but we're going to talk about it. And hopefully if anybody of you out there, if you have that problem or, you know, somebody who does, um, you know, you can, you can get some good resources as a result of that on uh, Wednesday. Okay. In fact, I remember a woman at my old church coming up to me one day, cause I'm a, you know, a therapist and she came up and she said, can I talk to you a minute? I'm like, okay. And as she shared with me, and this was a woman like 30 years older than me, okay? So, I'm not, I mean, I'm not old, but back then I was even younger. So, she was like in her 60s. I was probably in my mid-30s. And she said, yeah, me and my husband, you know, we used pornography last night. And I'm like, okay, thank you for sharing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I had another, I had another, um, uh, uh, I did unfortunately have a pastor at the vineyard who fell as a result of looking at porn on the computers there in the church. Um, and he lost his job because of it, you know? So it's a serious problem and, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll address it in a gentle way, right? Cause there is freedom from it. Um, and, you know, uh, so that's Wednesday on Thursday, we're having Larry Tomzak on the, um, on the show. And, you know, he's a Christian activist. He's got some great resources for you guys. And we'll have him on. I'm looking forward to it because he's, 
he's really good. I mean, it's a, it's a good thing. So anyway, that's next week. After, um, after that, next, uh, uh, the last week of this month, we have on Bill Weiss, who, who's the author of the book 23 Minutes in Hell, uh, which is a very old book. It's, it's been re-released and updated. Uh, my friend, uh, Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt, a.k.a. the guy who founded Pray in Jesus' Name, who sponsors our show, will be our guest. He's also a retired representative from Colorado. And then uh, Thursday, Victoria Koloff, Victoria Koloff, she used to star in Preacher's Daughters. She's actually the head of the Crisis Pregnancy Center here where I live, and she is a spitfire. (laughs) She's going to be here in our house in studio uh, talking about the latest in the pro-life movement, how people can help those who have unplanned pregnancies, um, you know, and, you know, that type of thing, as well as probably current events, because she she can tell you some stories about Preacher's Daughters and how – this show actually really tried to set her and her kid up, um, her kids up, um, and all that. So if you think reality television is, is real, I can tell you Victoria will maybe shed some light on that, too, because it's not, just so you know. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Bareface, do you, you want to say hi to anybody, or do you have any comments, commentary? Well, well. No? Uh, yes. Well, I greeted people coming in. You did. That's before nice of the, you. Before the did. before the time gets away with us, yes. from us, yes. might get away with us too. But uh, we might want to recognize our sponsors. And I should should have had some makeup on and got rid of the shiny spot on my five head. But I love your uh, self talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway. that's, that's the benefit to having longer hair. Yeah. You know what I mean, it's true. Yeah. But, yeah. Now the five head is showing, and so. Okay. Anyway. You're handsome. I am. Thank yes, you. You are. All right, but we should. Uh, I think I already told everybody I wanted your body earlier, so we um, won't go there again. I'm. I'm using it right now. <laughs> but um, okay. after my spirit vacates. Okay, what? Whatever you want to do with it. Huh? Whatever's oh. legal. If you're new, that's my husband. Just so you know. I can talk that way to him, but I I won't. Um. um continue i don't want you to fall all right go ahead good. well yeah. before <laughs> go before the time gets away from us i do want to give a shout out to ariel ministries or ariel ministries ariel yep a-r-i-e-l ariel a-r-i-e-l ariel ministries a-r-i-e-l dot org uh, they are a non-profit ministry dedicated to evangelizing jews discipling Jews and Gentiles uh, from a Messianic Jewish perspective, which is really ultimately a biblical perspective. And they have lots of resources available to you for free. Uh, But they also, you know, the ministry needs funded. And so they sell resources as well, uh, books, uh, audio. and, And right now... I was going to put up the graphic, but if you want to, yeah, let's look. At, I'll share. I'll share the books with you, or you okay. can put up the graphic first if you want. All right, okay. I will do that. All right, so this is their newest deal, you guys, and this is so cool. I love this. If you're a bibliophile like I am, you totally love books. But this is a seven set series for thirty two bucks. Okay, I mean, how many of you can buy seven bucks? Seven books for thirty two bucks. But if you use the coupon code, it drops it down twenty five bucks plus change. All right, so oops, wait a minute. <laughs> 
<laughs> I dropped that. And off. that coupon code is Bible News for those listening. Yes, but check this out. This is the series of this is like a good primer or primer. Is it a primer or a primer? I don't know. It's a primer. Prim- primer. Okay. If you're painting, it's primer. If it's, it's an <laughs> educational book, it's a primer. I paint good too, by the way. Uh, okay. Anyway, so here, here they are. Messiah, his glorious appearance, eminent, right? This is number six. These are out of order. Just so you know, that's okay though. And what's really cool about these is these were written in 1930s, in 1935. Okay. Or something like that. This is Messiah, his final call to Israel. This one's Messiah, his historical appearance, the history of who Jesus is. Messiah, his first coming scheduled. Yes, it was scheduled just so you know. Uh, Nikki Shades, welcome to Periscope. This is your first day. I'm glad you're here. And Megan, nice to see you too. Uh, okay, Messiah, his redemptive career. This is number three. This one isn't as thick. This one's smaller. The God of Israel. Uh, this is this is the number one book. And Messiah, his nature and person. So if you ever want to know who Jesus is, this actually tells you his nature and his person, his divinity and his humanity explained. Uh, this is not part of the seven book deal, but this is this is extra. This is actually a commentary on the book of Revelation. So that's interesting, too. Revelation is an awesome book. I love Revelation. It's not Revelations, just so you know. <laughs> and there are other books, too, but we don't want to talk about our sponsor for the whole hour. But go to Ariel.org. You guys check it out. And... Um, and then if you if you if you if you can't find you know those then message me cuz it's under certain tab. I don't think they put it on the front page yet. But it's a good thing to get in your library in my opinion. Hey, there's senior Pete. Senor, Senor Jacques. Jacques Pedro Pete. Pastor P aka Pastor Pete. <laughs> Monsieur Jacques. Señor Pedro, y um, yeah, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you guys are so funny. See, even after we tease him, he shares. Uh, Pastor Pete, you would like that set, actually. Uh, also, wait, I may as well tell you. So there's this too: what men believe, and then there's preparing for the worldwide revival. Look how old these are. These are like written in the 30s. Some are from the 50s. 70 Weeks of Daniel, which this explains the end, the timeline of the, the history. See, the rise of the Antichrist is going to happen. The question is when. That's what that's really about. Okay? And then the future events revealed right here, this one. You can get all these for 19.95. No, I'm just kidding. I, I don't know how much they are. But they're not that expensive, actually. So, anyway. All right. So what? Yeah, even on yeah, even on the direct book site, the arielc. dot org, it's it's um yeah, not easily found. Yeah, I actually found it, but yeah, I lost my note to how to tell you how to get it. But that's okay. Let's let's. What stood out to you this week, everybody? What was the biggest news story of the week to you guys? That's my question. I'll tell you what I think it is, but. Mm-hmm. But what do you guys think it was? All right. I'm going to. 
maybe. Yeah, see, I know you're all typing right now. That's why there's no hearts. I can see it. I can see it right now. I can put it there. That was actually a mock typing. You're out of the loop on the news? Yeah, that's okay. All right, well, I think the biggest news story of this week was uh, a, a sitting representative getting shot. That's what I think was the big news of the week. And I also think um, the guy who blew himself up at the sea, at the sea, did this happen today? Because if it did, I don't know about it. Hmm. Huh? Yeah. School. At the school. Oh, apparently I don't know about this. When did did this take place today? That's not good. I mean, somebody blowing somebody up at the school, that's not good. Uh. But it does tell you that we are in very cautious days, which means that you got to be very careful and you should pack heat, in my opinion. I think everybody should be armed and dangerous. Oh. Not everybody. Well, I don't dangerous think I mean, I don't think you should I don't think you should be dangerous but i do think you know i do think you know there's a lot of people out there who go well christians you know you you are you should be peacemakers which means you should never carry a gun so which i go huh you remember that old show way back in the day called all in the family you remember that show i'm dating myself now maybe i should break up no i'm just kidding Uh, okay so here's the thing all in the family remember archie bunker I remember that character. Yeah, you remember that Carol O'Connor played him, and then there was Gene Stapleton who played Edith, his dingbat wife, right? And I'm going to tell you something. First of all, that was so degrading to women. I mean, from this perspective today, to call your wife a dingbat on TV is completely disrespectful. And what an arrogant pig that is. Actually do something like that, right? How rude to quote somebody else. But anyway, but anyway, I remember one episode of of All in the Family, where Carol O'Connor actually was sitting in his chair. It was Archie Bunker, played by Carol O'Connor. Okay, anyway, he was sitting in his chair, and he was having a conversation with Meatball, or Meathead, with his son-in-law. Another term of endearment. (laughs) Right. Okay, anyway, so he was, you know why I remember this? I'll tell you why. Because, uh, hey, Jennifer, because I was getting LASIK eye surgery done on my eyes. This had to be eight years ago, approximately. And this was what was playing in the doctor's office on the TV. Mm. So anyway, Carol O'Connor is talking to Meathead, his son-in-law, who he didn't really like. Mm. And he, he's talking about airplanes and how the... Um, how to prevent hijackings. How to prevent hijackings. Exactly. That's right. Mm. And... and Granted, this was way before 9-11 took place, right? This was decades before, right? So 1970. And, and, you know, Meathead is basically saying, you know, hey, we, everybody needs to be unarmed, right? And Archie was basically saying, you're a Meathead because you're so stupid. Now think about it. If everybody's unarmed and the, and the pilot is the only one who's armed, who has the advantage? Mm. The pilot. But if everybody is armed, like if everybody was armed, do you really think that there's going to be a hijacking or anybody's going to be stupid enough to do anything? Yeah, he says, uh, the answer is no. Give a gun to every passenger boarding the plane. Yeah. And then 
Yeah, now, Problem solved. What I didn't realize back then was that Hollywood was mocking conservatives oh, back yeah. then. I had no idea because I was just a kid back then, and Cynthia wasn't even born yet. You know, that was you know even before Cynthia was born. Now, Pastor Pete, he has he was already born and lived probably twenty years by then, right, Pastor Pete? Huh? Because you're mm-hmm. that old, huh? He's not that old. He's kind of old. Yeah, I guess you weren't born. Well, you were no. You, well, maybe I don't know. Anyway, the point is... I'm not seeing any comments, but... Well, Jennifer said she wasn't born either. But Jennifer's birthday is Monday, and it's going to be a big one for her. A big, big birthday. I should have her on the show, but I already have a guest. But she's so old now, Jennifer. <laughs> Just, of course, you know. Randall's, Randall's old. But anyway, so the point is, if everybody has guns, you're less likely to, to commit a crime because other people have guns, right? Stick them up, mister. So, uh, <clears throat> so the point is, is that all of the stuff that happens in our society today, our stupid government, and I emphasize stupid because it really is stupid. Like they, they want to tell us like, you know, we don't, we shouldn't have, we should like put gun laws on blah, blah. It's like gun laws don't matter. You know, criminals who are going to commit crime, are criminals? They premeditate these crimes. I don't think it's stupid. You know? I think it's calculated. They're, but they're good. Okay, it's, it's calculated. To, to that disarm. They're they're the trying populace. to disarm our population. Here's the thing: if you disarm a population, then the government has the power to have tyranny over you and control you, and that's the bottom line. Indeed. That's why living here in the South. This is a true story. I moved here to Tennessee four years ago, four and a half years ago, <laughs> from California, my very favorite state in the, in the Union, by the way. California? No, not really. Oh. But I lived there my whole life, right? And it's liberal my there. My whole life and, here now. You know, and the government sucks in California, and there's a drought, and it's all dirty and stinky compared to here in Tennessee. <laughs> Northern California. Is normal, normal California. <laughs> I know, I'm just teasing you guys that are living there. But <clears throat> I I went to a restaurant. This is the true story. I went to this shows you how naive I am about the South. So I go to a restaurant. I'm actually sitting at the bar. Me and Randall will go in there. I forgot why we did. I'm getting there, I sat at the bar and this really handsome guy came up and he sat next to me. Right? He's wearing a nice tight t shirt, hot I mean, really great buffy leg. Huh? And um and I looked down and he had a gun on his side in a holster. I was like, Ooh. And so I said to the guy, I said, that's cool. You got a gun. You know, that's, that's pretty neat. You know, that you're able to carry a gun here in Tennessee openly and not, and not have any problem or whatever. He's like, yes, ma'am. That's great. Yep. I know how to use it too. I go, I bet you do. You totally do. (laughs) So we ended up getting our food and everything. And then, um, and then we got up to leave, and this gentleman also decided to get up to leave. And we went out the door, and he walked right to his police car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was a plain clothes guy. I didn't even know it, but that's how, you know. But around here, you know, you be careful because somebody will shoot you. If No, they no. won't shoot you. There's enough people that have guns. Responsible. Yeah. Responsible. You should be responsible a responsible gun, gun owner. owner. That's right. Become part of the NRA. I actually have I actually had Larry Pratt on our show a while back, who is part of the the NRA. Hmm. Interesting guy, well, in my opinion. Uh, a well ordered militia yeah. is is necessary. 
to the security of a free state. Right. That's right. And free media. If you want free media, then, you know, you live in America. Okay. There you go. That's probably the most smartest thing I said all week. Okay, so that was the number one story of the week, I think, getting shot. But then that blow-up thingy in the school, which I don't know about. Sorry. Mm. Mm. <sighs> well, there's a couple. Man, this time's really fun by. Well, let me try to edge two stories in here. Okay, go for it. Should I go with uh, the ridiculous or the or the thoughtful sort of Okay, put make an R, you think story. Put an R if you want the ridiculous story. Put a T if you want the thoughtful one. And by thoughtful, I mean one you have to think about that makes you think. And so if you want the ridiculous clear. one, put an R. If you want the thoughtful one, put a T. So I see one T. Jennifer wants the T one. Okay. Should we just let Jennifer vote? Yeah. No, wait, I know everybody else is voting right now. R. Uh, Megan, she's younger. She wants the ridiculous one. Mia wants the ridiculous one. So it's two to mm. T, two R. Why not both? Well, I'm going to or do both. I just just wonder which first. one to lead with. There's always a rebel in the crowd that just doesn't answer the question. They ask a question. <laughs> All right, because time is slipping away. Let's start with the what I consider ridiculous. Okay, go ahead. Bird in a house one. You know what? I'm glad you joined Bird in a house one. I actually have a bird question for you. Uh, if you can answer it, that would be awesome. I'll ask it and let the bird person answer it. Okay. I have these birds. I have this stick-on bird feeder that goes on my window. Like I said, time is slipping Hold on. Oh, it's a song title? Oh, well, then never mind. You probably don't know the answer, right? All right. Never mind. Never mind. Anyway. Oh, you do? You have one of those, too? Okay. So my question is, have you seen birds, like, go in every day and then they take two or three days off? Or what? Because for some reason, I haven't seen birds in my bird feeder in like three days. And I'm like feeling a little sad because I was like like looking at them every day. I love them. That's one thing Randall loves about me is I love the birds. Mm-hmm. I do. True story. All right. Well, Laurel Wamsley, reporting for NPR, uh, reports that the headquarters. Huh. Good to know. Of Oregon's Driver and Motor Vehicles Division on Thursday in Salem, Oregon. Um, Oregon became the first state to allow residents to mark their gender as not specified on applications for driver's licenses. Oregon's a very liberal state. I know. But uh, a decision by Oregon's Transportation Commission makes it the first state to allow residents to identify as non-binary a third gender option beyond male or female. You know, I'm so beyond that. I'm beyond the this antiquated antiquated notions of male and female. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter what Well, don't you think it is? I mean, it's been around since the beginning of time. Yeah, it's yeah, who who needs it? I mean, it's really in inconsequential. You think what, so? What every, what every, I mean, the nucleus it, of the, you know, the DNA in every cell of your body, you know, dictates and, you know, as far as. But if a person feels like they're not a male or a female and they want to pick something else, don't you think that they should have that right? Well, unless it comes down to any kind of, you know, medical treatment or, you know, that kind of thing. Don't then, you think they should be able to have their own medical treatment? For, if for, they pay for it, for I mean, X. you know, yeah, if they 
have, if they pay for it, don't you think somebody should be able to do what they want with their body? Well, see, the thing is that, you know, when physicians go to medical school, they learn about male anatomy. They learn about female anatomy. And that's just not between the legs. That's, you know, top to bottom. There are differences from head to foot. Uh, they don't study. I don't think there are any books on X anatomy. Have you ever been to medical school personally? I have not attended classes in medical so school. So you can't really say that for sure then, can you? I cannot say that. They're Do I not? It's not like I'm cross-examining you. <laughs> no, you don't. There very well, very well may be books on X anatomy now. There might be. You never know. But I don't know where you can get cadavers for X gender, non-binary gender. What if they were an alien? Anyway. The alien greys, they exist, you know. That's an alien, in case you don't know, for real. Those are real. Anyway, so uh, I love this this quote from Jay Gibbons, a 26-year-old college counselor. Uh, wow, he's 26? He's a college counselor? No, she, well, X is. I wouldn't say he or she. Who? What is it? They is? I don't know. What's the What's the pronoun these days? They're for like what? 26. For a woman dressing as a man. Cut your hair real short. Transgender. Well. Man. But what's the proper pronoun? I don't know. It's not she. It's Zay or. They are. That's what. Zay or. Gi or I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. They are anyway. (laughs) That's what Megan's saying. It's they. She's probably right because she's young. She's well, but there are some new pronouns. (laughs) I mean, not those old. Confused. Don says confused. Yeah. Anyway. That's judgmental, Don. Don't you know that? So. It's official. It's in the dictionary. Out this okay. Issue. All right. Anyway, go on. Jay Gibbons, a 26-year-old <laughs> college counselor, told the Oregon told Oregon Republic or Oregon Public Broadcasting this quote: yeah. "There are daily interactions such as checking out at a grocery store, checking in at a doctor's appointment, and an incorrect gender marker means the potential." to be misgendered and have painful and very uncomfortable experiences at all those stages. Okay. Can you imagine checking out at a grocery store? I do all the time. They, they you know, say, Well, no, no, but just, just how important gender is. And, and imagine if you were neither male nor female, but you were X and, and somebody thought that you were female, perhaps just Think what what the cash, they would be right. Just, just just think what the cashier might do. They might say, "Ma'am, that could be." And that, have a good day. That that could be very painful. That could be painful and very uncomfortable. Gotcha. I hear you. So, praise be to Oregon, the state of Oregon, <laughs> Oregon. That that uh, that's no longer a problem. Yeah. That you know when you apply for driver's license that you can put X instead of M or F because, you know, so now they don't have to go through those, those painful circumstances, those very uncomfortable circumstances, such as being, having their gender misidentified at the checkout line, in the grocery store. Cause I know that's been every time I've been to the grocery store, it's been really important that my yeah. gender is properly. Bird, Bird in the house said, I'm sorry, but if I don't know, I'm not guilty. Yeah. Uh, but you know what, what could happen 
even if you don't know, you can't plead ignorance because the non-discrimination laws will come after you. If this person is an activist and they have a chip on their shoulder, then they'll file a complaint against you and you could lose your house and your career and your money and your sanity because you can't believe that you're just sued by somebody who's unstable and yet the law actually would side with them. That's what makes this a ridiculous story. And I am having a little bit of fun with it, but it's absolutely insane if you think about it. I mean, if you really think about it, it's completely insane. Yeah. There's a little more truth and justice in the world today. Haley Gorenberg, Deputy Legal uh, Director of Lambda Legal, Legal, told the Associated Press. Okay, Lambda Legal is a gay organization. I I know. She said that when people's appearance doesn't appear to match gender markers on ID cards, they, quote, endure insults and psychological trauma that could largely be averted if they had an option to use a gender market that does not contradict who they are. Well, if, if your outward appearance doesn't match your biological gender, it, it doesn't matter, I think, what's on your ID card, what it says on your ID card. It's not like people say, oh, you, oh, Oh, yeah, yeah, no, it does. You know why it does? No, no, hear me out. It does matter because your ID card validates who you are. And so just like our country, the liberal Supreme Court decided to redefine marriage as one man and one woman to marriage as two women or two men together, which doesn't make sense if you think about it. Um, They claim they want it legitimized. See, if the government advocates and legitimizes it, then they're validated. But see, the problem is, and this goes back to Romans chapter one, everybody, to get back to the Bible. You know, they hardened their hearts, they denied their creator, and they worshiped the creation rather than the creator. And, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Yeah. And so you cannot. That's not a judgmental statement. You can harden your conscience, right? You can become hard hearted in your conscience. Um, <clears throat> somebody buzzed me. Oh, it said feed me. What? Oh. (laughs) I got a new Fitbit. It's telling me to walk right now, people, just so you know. I only have, let's see, I only have 8,683 steps done today already, but it's demanding I walk more, even though my daily average or my goal is 8,000. Anyway, we've got... It's not even 3 o'clock, and... This thing's yelling at me to walk. But anyway, go on. Anyway, we've got 10 minutes left. So okay. just to wrap this one up, <laughs> I mean, I call this I call this ridiculous because it is ridiculous by opening up this. It isn't solving any problems. It's not solving any problems for anybody. It's no, but... creating a whole new category of uh, complexity, confusion and and legal problems, really. Um. And so I don't, I want to be clear that I'm not demeaning anyone who has. uh, See, in the olden days, it would have been completely okay to do that. In the olden days, it would have been totally fine to say to somebody who was, who was that way, that they're a weirdo. Gender confusion? Gender gender identity disorder? Or a wacko. Right. I mean, Archie Bunker would have said that guy was a queer wacko or a fairy. Uh, Right. I mean, I'm not trying to be mean, but in the olden days, like 40 years ago, that would have been completely okay. In fact, if you watch old episodes of Johnny Carson. Yeah. Right. Pastor Pete. If this is a true story, you can go buy Johnny Carson, that late night, the late night TV show. show. My mom loved Johnny Carson. You can go watch him make the most homophobic comments. (laughs) 
<laughs> you, I mean, I'm telling you, those guys today would be shot in Hollywood yeah. for all the stuff that they did way back in the day. Yeah. Not a lie at all. I mean, totally crazy. But we do need to be compassionate, and you can't you right. can't do that. But and I wouldn't right. do that. But so you know, looking at looking at current events from a biblical perspective, God created male and female. You know, God created mankind in His image, male and female. He created them. There isn't an X. Um, there are X and Y chromosomes, but you know that's it. Um, right. And <sighs> then sorry, you know, I yawned there. If, you know, if you've got a Y chromosome in every cell of your body, then you're male. If you don't, then you're female. And just this, these inventions of an X gender, I'm so beyond male and female. Well, that's the X file. It's just, and then to, you know, that's, that's imaginary. And then not only to celebrate it, but to codify it with, you know, government documents it's I, it's not helping anyone. Are you going to talk more about the other story? Yes, I am. So I need to hurry yeah. about that. Um, this story comes from cbsnews.com out of Taunton, or Taunton Massachusetts. Uh, just to sum it up uh, real quickly, because I know we're running out of time. That's because you talk slow. I know. Anyway, I'll talk, talk fast. Um Anyway, there was a, a situation a few years back where um, a young man killed himself, committed suicide by carbon monoxide in, um, inhalation inside his pickup truck and you know, set it up to kill himself. He was depressed. He was on antidepressants. He That's had, sad. It is sad. Uh, but his girlfriend, uh, 17 at the time, uh, encouraged him to commit suicide. And, nice and friend. It, and, Evid, and there was you know, presented evidence was these texts that she sent to him throughout the day. Like, don't basically don't chicken out. You decided to do this. You'll be happier in heaven and you should do this. And anyway, so she, the trial concluded, uh, this week, um, I guess even this morning and she was found guilty of involuntary manslaughter. Because uh, there's even a time that he got out of the truck having second thoughts, and she told him to get back in, and and so yeah, really sad. And it was it was postulated that because she wanted sympathy, is is the girlfriend that lost you know her boyfriend, and um anyway, so you know. The fact that she was, it's definitely, it's definitely twisted. It's, 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 it's immoral to encourage someone to sue, to do, you know, to kill themselves, to stand on the ground, say jump or whatever it is, or stay in the truck and uh, kill yourself. It's certainly reprehensible, but is it prosecutable? Hmm. Is it illegal? And and now she's been again. She's found guilty of involuntary manslaughter and faces anywhere from probation to 20 years. And it, it's just sad. The you know love of many has grown cold, and and that um, you know it, it's it, it's sad. It's it's reprehensible that she would encourage someone to commit suicide who was thinking about it rather than trying to help them. Rather than even call nine one one or something. So, do you think that, that the law was right in this case by saying, you know, 
by by uh, by convicting her? Well, that's the thing. I'm not sure because that opens a whole. I think that well, opens a legal clan of okay. worms with the. Clearly, there are grounds in the law to have given her that. So. Or, or was there? I don't know. Hmm. What you do know, you guys think? Do you think? Time. Do you think that there is a a basis for it? By the way, we need to tell people how they can become pillars of the community. Yeah. Before I, we forget. I would say maybe um, there's some sort of law by not coming to someone's aid. That that's one thing, and maybe that was presented as involuntary uh, manslaughter. Hey, uh, there's another pillar of our community. Jeff came in. All right, cool. Welcome. You know, I'm not getting any notifications. I'm not getting comments or anything like that. Really? I'm telling. Well, I only show 12 people in the room right now. I show 35. So really? Oh. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. Well, but. I show Jeff. I show Don, Megan, uh, Mia. I don't know who that is because I can't see it. Blessed one. Sorry, I don't know your name again. I forgot it. Unless you say it all the time, I I forget. Because I'm middle-aged, people, just so you know. All right. Well, because our show is almost over, yeah. I should Sorry to you, leave it there. If you want to be a pillar of our community, you know, and support Bareface and me, uh, then you can go to BibleNewsRadio.com forward slash give and donate. Uh, if you want to be a pillar, though, we recommend uh, the suggested donation is $25 a month or more. And then we'll go ahead and throw you into a private Facebook group, which this weekend I will be updating with some of the behind-the-scenes stuff. I haven't had time to update uh, this week. Um, and I think I think that's pretty much it. Yeah. If you don't want to be a pillar, you can still donate, though, because we, we actually need the money. So you feel free to uh, go over there and donate via PayPal. That would be awesome. All right. Is that it? Um, we, we we don't have a show tonight, right? That's correct. Okay. So yeah, that's uh, that's it. And so yeah, I was just thinking about you know, the whole thing with Scott Lively, all of that, and um, oh yeah, that was good news. Did you hear that he was acquitted? And even though the gay activists like tried to you know file this lawsuit, they did file a lawsuit against him, claiming that he committed crimes against humanity in Uganda. Yeah. When the leading homosexual activist guy murdered somebody, Scott Lively got blamed for what the gay activist did there in Uganda. Anyway, absolutely ridiculous thing, drugged through the courts for like five years, something like that. Anyway, it was finally thrown out, and he was, you know, he was basically found innocent. And they're saying, well, it was just a technicality, but no, it wasn't. It was God's hand moving in Scott's favor. Right, and no. and that's and that's good, and I celebrate that. Yeah. I'm just thinking this case that I cited, where text messages result in a verdict of manslaughter, involuntary manslaughter. I mean, well, she clearly had some hold on the guy. Well, yeah, but so, just, you know, I mean, is, is text messages sending text messages? I mean, is that tantamount well, to yeah, murder? I, I well, I would say that there's clearly coercion there. Yeah. You know, and I mean, think about it. When people are arrested in our government in various places, oh, you know, they we, go, they can go we're ahead. We're gonna run and, out of time here. And they can look at your computer and stuff. Blah blah yeah. blah. So. Anyway, we got like yeah. thirty seconds here. So thanks for the hearts, everybody. Thanks for coming in and being with us. I appreciate it. Looking forward to talking to you again next week. On Monday, I will be back, and Sunday night, Bareface will be leading 
the daily disciples time in the evening. I'll probably pop seconds. in. I'll probably say hi too, just because I can. So we'll see you soon. Okay. All right. Be bold. Stand up and go with God because he loves you. See ya.